0: Hit the lotto, hit
1: the lotto, hit the lotto, hit the lotto. Oh my, oh my, jumbo bucks, big spender. Hit the lotto. Why three thousand dollars gonna buy back in, bitch? I hope I win. Why three thousand dollars? so gotta hit the lotto, hit the lotto, hit the lotto, hit the lotto. Hit the never flex. Hit the lotto, who knows what's next? Hit the lotto, slurpee coke C. Hit the lotto, hit the lotto.
2: Hit the lotto, hit
1: the lotto, hit the lotto. Hit the hit lotto, number, number the lotto, one, six, one
2: nine. Hit the line hit the hit the, oh my oh my oh oh the, the hit the
1: Tender, hit, hit the lotto Why three thousand dollars? Gonna buy back in, but you hope I win. Why three thousand dollars? So you gotta hit the lotto Hit the lotto Hit the lotto Hit the lotto Hit その she- the lot on Hit the Hit the Hit the Hit the Hit the
2: the Hit the Hit The Hit the
1: your hope win, wow, $3,000, so gotta hit the lotto, hit the lotto. I'm
0: Ladder, hit the ladder,
1: hit the hit the ladder, hit the hit the the It's gonna buy back in, bitch. I hope I win. Why? $3,000. So you gotta hit the lotto. 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 Never flex. Hit the lotto. Who knows what's next? Hit the lotto. Slurpee Coke C. Hit the lotto. Hit the lotto, hit hit the hit the
2: hit the hit
1: the Gotta hit the lotto. Hit the lotto.
3: what's going on everybody we're here finally sorry for that bit of a uh, delay there hope everybody's having a uh, good time out there thanks for tuning in we appreciate you guys uh tuning in to hear us hope we're all connected and going live it looks like we're we're good to go romo here hit the lotto number 15 last week was pretty heavy we'll lighten it up a little bit i think just to get through especially uh yeah, I don't know. I guess I was feeling a bit. Let's let's feel a bit lighter this week, you know. I got uh I got, the, I got a, a a guest in. I think he's. You can unmute yourself, there, pal. If you are did I didn't mute you? Did I? No, I don't I'm think good. I can do that. But oh yeah, there you go. I just unmute you. But uh, we got a guest in this week. The Meeple's Champ is here. He's uh blessing us with his presence after me begging him to come on for jesus been about 15 episodes now i've been asking this fucker to come on with me but uh uh welcome to the show me sam how are you i'm glad you can come and join me this evening
4: yeah it's good it's good you know uh good things uh, you wait for good things you know some people are a bit eager to get on you know so i figured i'd uh, i'd create a bit of scarce product scarcity and increase demand <laughs>
3: You know. <laughs> oh, maybe hell it looks like it may- maybe it even you know uh, not to toot my own horn but it looks like there's maybe even some motivation there i'm just gonna just gonna toot my own horn because it probably has nothing to do with me but you're you're kind of coming on to the show this is like a little bit of a comeback show for you man you i i see that you're gonna start to do a bit of streaming again huh did i see that
4: uh yeah yeah there was a few there's a few things today that kind of kicked off that i was happy uh I stayed off to be honest this you'll know how much this takes out of your day, your week your your life uh, and I was doing this solid for a full year, and I thought I' have got to take a bit of a break, but there's some stuff coming up now and it's too, it's too uh, it's too good not to you know so there's
3: too many good video games coming off, huh <laughs> much, too, many, too many good horror games coming out.
4: Yeah, I'm going to burn myself out again. And six, to eight, once I may take another break. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, look, man, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm I'm glad to have you on. I hope that uh, that uh, we, we we just have some fun, and we're going to talk about one of your favorite subjects. I know, and actually, we're gonna we're gonna kick off right into it because I, I don't even really have. I've been. Be, I'm just going to be honest. I, I I'm I'm not going to rant this week. I, I've you know I've gone through. There's been a, just so much shit going on, you know what I mean, and everybody's going through some shit. But I, I just said, like, I'm always there's always moaning about something, you know what I mean. And so I'm not even gonna moan this week. I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna enjoy it, and we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna talk some games. But I did see a couple things. Um, one thing that I I wanted to just a bit, piece of news. So so I, I have to tell you, uh, I don't know if you get it, but uh, our our pal Drico turned me on to this. Um, uh this it's a newsletter that comes in my email box every day, and it's called numlock i don't know if you've heard of that Have you ever heard of Sam I have never heard of Numlock no. So I'll send you, the. you will be, it's, it's all, so it's all the numbers. You, mean, you know, our our friend Dricko, you know what I mean? Like he right. loves the numbers. He loves the numbers. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Dricko, the wheel to wheel boys who are live right now racing. And, and so, I mean, it's going to be, it's even, I'm, I'm even impressed. I, I, I wonder if, uh, if Goldie Metcalf and, and the angry chameleon are re- relaying things back and forth to themselves, but good luck to you. Uh, but you know, he loves numbers and he, so he, he he had uh, sent this over to me, and I and I I, j- I just you know you subscribe to it, and every day you get it's five little blurbs, four or five little blurbs, and basically it's just pure numbers and life kind of thing, and <clears throat> stuff that's going on, you know, like uh, uh, just I'm just taking I'm, I'm pulling from from today's, but um, uh, there's there's in the, in the U.S. these pop-up vaccine services came came out right as, as the, okay. uh, as the vaccine started to roll out and they were offering these like technologically enabled ways to get, to get shots, you know, like you sign up for this thing and and, and we'll, we'll log you in and apps probably and all this stuff, you know, and now that, uh, there's so much supply that they can, they'll give it to anybody in the U S they're, they're begging people to come in and get it. Um, they, they, someone went back and looked at, these concierge curve services that that popped up and and essentially like the no they they didn't they didn't get anybody a shot you know all they did was collect data from these people and collect money from these people they got people to sign up and the the, and and they after they signed up they didn't they, they? I think like 600. They said they signed up with 600 vaccination partners, and none of them were national chains. Basically, so it was like less than one percent of the 80,000 places you could get vaccination sites. These these websites actually had contact with you know what i mean and agreements with yeah (laughs) but but instead all they did was they collected all of this data like we talked last week about the hsc stealing you know getting 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 cyber attacked well this Mm -hmm. is just this is just this was a, a pure cyber attack telling people you know hey get your get your vaccination through us and collecting all their medical data and all these people's data and and just not coming through <laughs> at all because the the shots became available.
0: Right.
4: That's insane. insane. I mean Isn't yeah, it? I mean like if there's anything as valuable in this world right now as a vaccine shot, it's data. I mean it's so like they <laughs> people are doing everything to acquire it, like, you know, and everything. And like and, because there's just so much in it, like isn't there? Like, I mean, when you need to, when you, it's like you don't need to go out and do these canvassing on the roads anymore and ask people to stop and spend ten minutes with you, answering some silly questions about, you know, is your left foot bigger than your right foot or some shit? Like, they just got that instantly now, online for nothing.
3: It's crazy. People isn't are giving it? it away. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely crazy. Isn't it? So another article on, on this thing is talking about. Uh, like we're you know, we're the, the biggest health worries, you know, obviously we worry with pandemics. We worry about these viral the uh these viral illnesses that are debilitating and could kill us. But they're saying that that fungal illnesses are so much worse than these viral and bacterial illnesses are because it's such a bad bacteria that they're they're basically saying that, that the next challenge is going to be these fungal uh, bacteria, these fungal uh, uh, pandemics or fungal spreads that are going to happen. And right now, there's only like five antifungal drugs compared to like five classes of antifungal drugs compared to 20 classes of antibiotics so only a right. new a new class of antifungal hits the market it says every 20 years or so so that's <laughs> like everybody it's it's like everybody's worried about this where where when you look at the numbers this is probably going to be worse for us so there's some bad news man
4: well yeah i mean I, I was fortunate enough to actually get in a conversation with a guy who was working in, in this area when I was in college uh, when I took a medical mycology class. And I just kind of, the way he delivered the class obviously was very interesting, you know, and you, you listen to a lot of stuff that you're talking about there. And he said, the problem here is that in a lot of cases, and it's my understanding from what he said, is that we are so we are living in symbiosis with a lot of fungal diseases. Yeah. And they're so genetically like us now, it's actually identifying. It's not like you know they, they've identified this virus and they've been able to find a way of isolating it from you know uh, latching on to you know whatever by by the uh, the mRNA uh, vaccines you see there. That kind of technology. This is just so difficult, and the problem is, it's like you're killing some of that, but you're also killing yourself in some cases. So it is a really really difficult one. And they did discover um, also when they. They, you have good, like I am thinking, you have good bacteria, bad bacteria. You have all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You have good uh, fungal uh, uh, infections <laughs> yeah. or, you know, stuff that you live with. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the other nasty stuff. Yeah. The problem is they eradicated all the stuff that was in our, uh, some, on some particular test cases thing. And when they did that, it had been suppressing this monster. You know, it was keeping in check this monster. So they got rid of all that and all of a sudden, boom this person was, was really bad. It was, uh, it was life and death. So if you know what I mean? So that's the kind of the symbiosis stuff. We're kind of, okay, I'll deal with you over here. Uh, but you, you've got to, you've got to take care of that guy. But, uh, it's just so interesting to, to hear that, uh, being brought up in that article.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like these, there's yeah. things that there's something in it for everybody. So the, but the for one, sure. the, the, the one on this that caught, caught my attention is uh, so Samsung right you know the company Samsung so right. the, the the patriarch owner leader uh, you know of Samsung Lee Kun-hee passed away last year and in Korea the uh, inheritance tax is so high that the heirs of Lee Kun-hee Owe the Korean government eleven billion dollars in inheritance taxes. <laughs> this...
4: you know, I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, they could easily, you know, leverage some of that wealth and, and so, pay it off in a heartbeat. So, like is, it's, so, so what's you know, what's huge.
3: happening is? So, what's happening is? You're right. So, what's happening is they're going to donate uh, some works works of art that were accumulated by lee kun Hee over his lifetime because he was a big art collector
2: okay
3: <laughs> and they're they're going to be donating twenty three thousand works of art that lee kun hee had had uh had amassed over his lifetime and they're monets they're picassos they're dollies they're some of the yeah. like 23,000. So at first you hear 11 billion in inheritance and you're like what the fuck? But then you realize yeah. that they're just going to give away a few pieces of art to their father and they're going to be okay. Right. They're going to be okay. 11 billion dollars. <laughs> I mean
4: like he had he had he had his own Louvre as it turns out. Like Jesus. I mean he must he must rival that for art then. How many pieces of art are in the? I know I'm I'm sure it's obviously they have times where they swap in and out pieces, but Jesus, that's that's insane. Like he was ha- he's like the, the Vatican Hall and or hogging all the uh the good the good stuff. Like <laughs>
3: well, apparently, um, apparently the 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 value of these uh this collection is only valued at around 2.2 $2 billion, about 2.2 $2 billion is from what this says. But I guess the Korean government will accept it because they're being donated and they're going to go into like, they're going to, the, the, so the Korean government's going to own this collection of Monets, Picasso's dollar. It's only going to become, it's only going to be worth 11 million in another, you know what I mean? <laughs> 10 years. Right.
4: Yeah. You and know, they so. get the traffic to the, uh, there's money to be made off of them.
3: Yeah. There's money to be made off of them. You know, they're they're definitely going to get it. But so, yeah, so I, I, I have to, I can't stress, uh, stress enough. This numlock, and I'll send, I'll put the link in Facebook for it, but I will send it over to you as well. So you can, so you can take a look because every day it's like your five, five or six pieces of, of, you know, uh, numbers, data, weird kind of data history, you know what I mean? Things that are going on. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that was like, that was my, that was my, that's the rant, man. But we got, uh, we got you on for a reason and, um, you know, the, the, I've, you and I, you and I have been friends now for a long time. You, you were honestly one of the first, uh, f- you know, when I moved to, to Ireland, you'd, you'd, you'd have been one of the first really that I kind of even met because even though I was here for a little bit of time, I didn't really know too many people <clears throat> other than, you know, friends and family of my wife's <clears throat> and, um, um, and I, so I've known you a long time, man. And as long as I've known yeah. you, you, there's definitely been a, a passion in, 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 your life. I mean, there's been more than one passion and that's what I think, you know, you're a, you're a passionate guy in general, but, but you, you, and you're not the only one in, in, in our group of friends, but you are a, uh, uh, some would say hoarder. Uh, some would say, some would say you have an addiction. Um, some wouldn't, I, some wouldn't, I, yeah. I, I'm not even going to say that there's, there's one necessarily one there. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like you are an alcoholic and you can't function or it's not like you're even a highly functioning alcoholic in that regard. you're not a highly functioning board game collector. You know what I mean? You, it's not like you, you do things despite your board game, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, impressive hobby that you have with board games (laughs) i have to say how many do you have
4: Uh, Uh, way more than i should and probably on on uh unveiling something here but i think when all is said and done i'll have about 350 games Ish, give or take a few, uh, because it's so fluid a situation uh, from time, from day to day. <laughs> uh, I, it it, uh, it increases and decreases. So, uh, yeah, it. Look, just to to put this in context, we do have I do have a list that I keep on, uh, like uh, boardgamegeek.com, like where you you kind of have to keep con- uh, control of what it is you have because. Um, Uh, We we have this agreement kind of thing where myself and somebody else in the group you probably alluded to earlier uh, kind of give uh, our significant others um, hints as to what might be a good game and they know which which ones we have because of this list uh, because it's obviously difficult to keep track. But um, I want to say on that list, on that particular website, uh, I think I only became the largest collector in our group Maybe eighteen months ago.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> the no, other person uh, had had more. Had you act, He had your gun, huh?
4: Well, he, he did. He did. Like basically, what happened with me was he had a lot of stuff that he had obviously retained. I actually, in the first wave of all my interest in board gaming, I kind of, ridded myself of everything but maybe, a dozen or so games. So, when we realised we had this common, you know, interest in the group. Um, that kicked it off again, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll say things may have escalated, <laughs> to say the
3: least. To the point <laughs> where, yes. uh, yeah, because you were mute, because, uh, and, uh, um, you know, some would think maybe uh, there's a uh, there's a healthy competition going on between between these two fellows for board games. But no 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 that's not what it was at all. Like let's be honest, it wasn't like well he's gotten games, I, I gotta pick games. It was it was no. a, a symbiotic relationship where, where you enabled the other to buy games because it's okay, because you have this this passion. So yeah. So now you have someone else to share these new games with and i'm not talking about playing them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about playing. I'm not talking about playing them. Uh, yeah, this is a very interesting statistic when it comes to playing. But go on I'll, I'll <laughs> I I'm talking about uh, um I'm talking about just getting them, acquiring them, ex- d- discussing them and <clears throat> you know literally just acquiring them um mm-hmm. I think you're – I think the guys can hear you. Sherlock said that's it's only going for a second back again. We may need to log this off and log it back on again. Sherlock, if you're there, let Not me know now, if this eh? is – I mean, we're back. We we're on, okay. but it's – he said it dropped a few times. I don't know. Some pod bean stuff going on here lately. Okay. The last couple of weeks have been rough. We'll let Sherlock get back to us, but, but – yeah. Um, yeah, I mean you. You don't. Uh, oh, there you go. All right, Betty Boop. So it's yep. Sherlock. It's on you, kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks, Ma. My Ma comes through. My Ma coming through. <laughs> um, uh, you, you. You don't play them. I mean, you do play them. you, we you do. You. You, ha- you do. But you. How many? How, okay. So you, your collection now has how many?
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd say in the region of 250. I'd say.
3: How many have you not played?
4: Yeah, that's it. That's a that's a disturbing figure. Uh, I think I showed you when last time one of the last times you met in person, I showed you a picture uh, of because I was a little concerned as to the number that I hadn't. I haven't played sixty nine percent of the games I own. 69 percent, 69 percent of the games I own, and that and that's just <laughs> purely a time thing, because actually what's happening as well is obviously we've been locked up for eighteen months almost at this you're, stage. You're right.
3: No, you're right. And there was, a, there was a big, there was a big. Uh, I noticed this too. There was a big acquisition, and then COVID hit. There was there was quite a big acquisition over the last, you know, not. And I'm not. I don't even mean over like the months leading up to COVID, but over the last couple of years, there's been quite a big acquisition by both of you. I mean, you both have had to, and and again, we'll we'll have a we'll we'll have the chameleon on, we'll, and 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 you guys will talk about this together. But like mm-hmm. you you have you had to expand your Shelf size to fit in more games?
4: Yes, I've had custom made shelves to fit them all. Um, um, yeah, I, 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 my actually, my shelves are full again. Um, they're well, they're full because I underestimated really the amount I needed, if I'm being honest. And uh, I filled all the shelves and some. But then I also have a lot of collectible stuff as well that's taking up some of that shelf space as well that I don't want kind of on the floor. So I'm sacrificing some of the uh, space on my table just to, not much to be fair, but like a couple of boxes on the table and that uh, so that I can have some collectible stuff up on the wall. Um,
3: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I suppose. um, I mean, let's, let's, I mean... You you have perhaps the nicest gaming table that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, let's be honest here. You 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 have like if if it were something that you were to buy mass market, because again I've been there I've seen it. It's it's unbelievable. Like it's it's if it were mass market, it would probably shit seven seven grand. You know a few a few a few extra like conceptual things like you know if you could if you could put chargers. <laughs> if you could put phone chargers around the entire table, so guys mm-hmm. could just plug in their phones, then it would be like you're talking about a nine nine grand table. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a beautiful table that's dedicated to gaming, and I mean right. you, you it's your thing, and, man. And it, it is a thing. It. Yeah, yeah. Doing mm-hmm. poker too, and, and don't get me wrong. Like it's perfect for for playing poker, but the the conceptually when you. When you it, it had, it had to be the ultimate gaming table that was big enough to fit the glads for poker. Right. Right. It, yeah. it wasn't like a poker table that was good enough to play games.
4: No. <laughs> no, It was definitely designed with, uh, it was designed with poker in mind as well. But at the same time, um, primarily, you know, I was thinking, uh, board. So- like I measured board sizes, you know, the largest <laughs> boards that I had for games. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I robbed some ideas off, uh, you know, these these guys that have gone out of business in the States as well, these board game table makers. And yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like, I couldn't really afford to do this kind of table by bu- buying it in from these kind of geek and sons or whatever it may have been at the time, because they were charging for something what I was looking for, I would lo- desire to have, obviously, uh, which could never have. It was about 25, 30 grand. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to meet a very nice guy called Marco, who, uh, who I asked him to make me a table. Uh, I just, I kind of had, you know, an idea for this table and I had the, the dimensions and stuff like that. And he came in with what was doable and what wasn't. And then he put it together and done a great, great job on it. But the the great thing was that I, I made a joke in this first meeting uh, where I said, okay, now I just need somewhere to put this thing because it's a bloody monster. Uh, and he says, oh, I can do that too. And uh, he basically came down to the fact that I ended up buying a brand new man cave and he made me the table because I <laughs> contracted him to do the man t- c- uh, cave, you know. And he done a marvelous job on both. I have to hand it to the guy. He's in our gaming group now because unfortunately he got to know me And now, unfortunately, he's he's trying to. He actually had a message there. Can you tell me how we can sneak games into the house without being caught without our significant others? Suggesting that I had I had history of that. So, (laughs) it's it's kind of infectious.
3: Eric Damn. welcome into the room Eric Kirk. but that is that is so and you know <laughs> what that's so something that you've said to me in a chat before <laughs> yeah that's so something yeah. you have talked to me about you know th- there are video there are video, there are board games in in, in part like you 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 know how <laughs> you know with the the drug cartels, when they come across the border from Mexico into the U.S., yeah. right? They hollow they hollow out the cars. You know what I mean? They hollow out all the spaces, and that's where they hide all the the coke and all the marijuana. You've done that with your car, and you, like you you have a special. I, I wouldn't doubt that there's a, a spot in your gas tank where
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have diesel in the car. I
3: have yeah. You can if you you're know, like oh how big is your how big is your petrol tank? Oh you know it's a it's about twenty gallons or fifteen gallons, but it's actually only five gallons because you have ten gallons. Of fake tank because there's board games there from the law, no, 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 from my wife,
4: <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, uh, I, I did have that experience of the FBI busting one of the uh, and raiding me, uh, one time because, uh, at the most o- inopportune time, um, <laughs> uh, I she uh, she did go to the, the boot of the car and, disco- and discover nine games sitting there, but <laughs> uh, but you know it's kind of a it's kind of a thing where I've been doing this for a long while and she's fully aware it, you know <laughs> yeah, of what's going say. On. like I'm sorry but like when there's only twelve games and then there's three hundred games right <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you're good at shelf at at stacking those shelves you are it, that that number just doesn't make sense and uh, it's kind of it's an accepted thing. I, I have really like, you know, I have my limits. I, I do what I do and I don't go mad. And I, I wouldn't obviously put, I wouldn't do something ridiculous like at a time when we, we didn't need to, or, or I needed not to, you know, stuff like that. So it was, uh, uh, I just got a, I just got a really lot of good bargains very quickly. It would seem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, that's going to bring us to, to, uh, you know, the, the, the educating, uh, it's a few of the folks out there uh, that that may not understand. So th- I'm just going to run down what what Romo's learned. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm just what I'm going to yeah. do. You know, before and I know I asked you to to come up with me a list, but these are the questions I have for you. And it's it's like I said. It's 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 what Romo's learned because you know I've 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 fallen prey to to this this thing that you you guys do in the board games and it's actually quite it's funny it's ironic isn't it because it's a it was board games is a bit divisive like amongst our group of friends even right board games <laughs> is a little bit divisive like mm-hmm. like like you, it's, you're doing it or you're not you know what i mean like yeah. nope nope not playing it nope not gonna play it you know what i mean for me right. it's I, I i i think that i find myself in the middle you know in that um uh, in that I, I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy it. You know, I won't lie. You know what I mean? I enjoy a good one. I don't think I, I I, I'm, I, I think I actually enjoy the, the more serious ones that I've played with you guys than even like the jokey ones. Cause the jokey ones, oh, but the jokey ones are fun. You know what I mean? But I enjoy, I enjoy it. I have a couple of board games here that I have never played because I have, no one in my house that does any interest at all. So right. I have, I, I have the same illness as you, not I, I, <laughs> I'm talking, I may have four or five games and most of them were, you know, given to me in some stage or another, you know, I've, I've given away more games, as you know, I've given away more games than, than I've ever kept. Right. Um, right. Cause, Cause I know that somebody will at least enjoy them or at least enjoy looking at them. Like from, from, from when I, when I look at, you know, the shelf that you have or the shelf that, that, you know, the, the comedian has like, it's impressive. I gotta say, like it's, I would never do that ever, but it's impressive. I, I gotta say it, it's fun to look at. Like when we're there playing poker, I'm reading the names of the games. You know what I mean? Right. You know, like, like it is fun to look at. So, so at least somebody enjoys it that way, but this is, so these are the things I found that essentially there are different types of games and different people uh, enjoy and excel at these different types of games. It's not so clear cut. Some of them are crossover. Some of them are, you know, but, but you get it, these terminologies. And again, I, I, I'm just literally, I haven't even written any down, I'm just throwing them off my head, but like uh, uh, deck building is a type of game. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the co-op game versus the, the game where you're against each other, every man for himself. Um, right. There's, there, there are, there are, you know, games that are more full strategy. There are games that are full rolling and die and pressing Mm -hmm. your luck. And then there are games that are sort of down the middle, you know, in, in those thing in that for the serious gamer kind of thing. Right. And then there are the, the communal sort of group party games, that kind of thing. But are are there, what other kind of games are there out there?
4: Well, there's the push your luck type which is um, you, like you may draw cards you can draw as many cards as you like, but you you may it's like 21 I guess in that respect like you know where you you, you, you want to take another card or another tile or what, or another dice or whatever but too much is you, you want enough but not too much kind of thing. Um, you have dexterity games which is, is like uh, I have a game called Crokenhole, uh which is a, it's kind of a board and you're flicking little dice into the middle you gotta get, get them into the middle so you're kind of using physical aspects you know so you're doing that um you have area control which is your traditional risk blood rage game of thrones type thing um and the the, the old type of games where you have uh, a, a kind of a full game going on which is abstract which will be kind of like checkers or chess or something called santorini or Azul. um you yeah you have you have deck construction which would be called would be like magic the gathering i don't know if you're aware of that i think a lot of people were doing that years ago as well and it's still as big as ever it's a huge huge one and then you have a uh, roll and move which is kind of like your monopolies or your snakes and ladders uh or roll and write where you roll a bunch of dice and you use the numbers or letters that are on them like yahtzee uh And then you have, uh, which is a very... One of my favorite would be Social Deduction, which is kind of like you're trying to figure out who that other guy is in the room or at the table. You know, you don't know each other's roles. You don't know what you're doing. It's like one-night ultimate werewolf or the resistance. And then maybe, I suppose and and this is where like a lot of games kind of cross a number of these borders too you know some some would be heavy in one area but have aspects of the other you have something like a worker placement which is a little like a strategy game and mm-hmm. you're trying to put your people out there to do the jobs to you kind of like lords of waterdeep so th- those guys will you'll go out and you need i need some straw this time or I need some stuff like you know different things like that. Uh, and you each turn you go around you get to place your workers one at a time in around the table in a certain order. Uh depend that's dictated by the game itself. Um yeah you're correct with the uh you're correct with the um the likes the the deck builders like uh Dominion or you have campaign games then I suppose they're they would be kind of the most known to most people uh, as dungeon crawlers where you're kind of you got this hero quest type thing or Gloomhaven. These are kind of campaign or legacy games where you 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 go through the game. And uh, in some cases, uh, every time you play it, the board changes that little bit more, you know, and when you're at the end of it, then you have uh, a completely changed game. Um uh, and then, so every time you just play it in a normal sense, uh, you just have a unique board to you. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different types out there, and they do cross over quite a lot. Like, so yeah, so like, the one
3: one like, term that I've definitely and um, uh, Goldie's Goldie's on, on the ball there, but one term that I, I was definitely I was going to ask you about that I've heard is they refer to a game as a Euro game. So, what right. what is? Uh, I, I, what it's i'm sure that it's probably euro european game designers build games certain ways compared to american designers right is that is it is it is it something in that regard is there more rules to a euro game is there more opacity to a, a an american game or what
4: yeah yeah definitely euro euro games would be strategy heavy uh kind of Quite intense, not not always for the delighted the heart and not always for people who wouldn't be necessarily big into games. Now there are lighter versions of those, mm. but that defeat that defeats the point of a Euro game, if I'm being honest, you know. Uh, yeah. And then you have the trash, which is kind of look-based, roll some dice, hope it goes well. There's a lot of and there's 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 a lot of crossovers in both in, in the middle ground, um, and then yeah, I, I'm seeing there. He's saying competitive versus co-op. That's there another kind of areas where, you know, you either work as a group on the table or you're literally competing
3: to be the best at the table. So, um, so one of the so one of the things that that we actually run into as as a group, and and I think that this is you run into this in in your more uh, serious even board gaming groups or whatever, but you know, for from From a perspective, I'm sure, as the when you get a group of serious board gamers, like we're going to have a board game night, okay? And you know, if you're having a board game night with with the fucking Jamokes like me, then then we play uh, these the you know social deduction games where there isn't even really a board, and we just you know we we you know we play the werewolves or we play the you know the the uh, those kind of you know pick out the bad guy in the group talk around the table, you know, we play. And then sometimes though, if there's like four or five of us that you, you, I noticed that especially the, the two, you know, gamers of the group, you guys put your heads together and kind of come up with, you know, something that you think would appeal to the rest of the group. But when it comes to, when it comes to the more serious, like we're going to spend a day of it, you know, you have the ones that you like. You know, let's be honest, you oh, have yeah. the ones that you like, and and when those uh, when those qualities in a good board game clash with others, it's quite hard. You have to really. It's I, I've I've seen the groups. I've seen I, I, the, the chatter about going back and forth about you know why. To play this game and not that game, or this game and not that game. And it it can get quite intense. It can get choosing the selection of games, can it?
4: Right, like I mean, it's like what it's like choosing a movie. It's a, it's 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 completely uh, subjective as to what's good and what's bad. You know, I want to watch sci-fi action adventure. Somebody over here wants to watch a
3: rom-com. And, well, yeah, the the difference, the the difference though is, do you have t- if you're if you're talking about a film, you got maybe say the same amount of guys, so you got six guys, but there's only ten films maximum to choose from. You now there's six guys, but there's seven hundred games to choose from right with, so yeah so there, and when you it, it doesn't make it easy you know? <laughs> it doesn't make it easy and some guys like the more kind of like some guys like a co-op game some guys like you know so it's got to be hard to sort of especially if you are a hardcore if you really like something hardcore one way or another it's hard to get mm-hmm. others to play with you when their choice of a good game is something else you know what i mean so so sometimes You'd like this is a do you come into like this is going to be an amazing game, but nobody really wants to play it because it's so much down my alley that the other guys won't like it. Does that ever happen?
4: Um, you know, uh, it does, but um, I think you know generally when that's the case, when when something is heavy one sided, we kind of come to an agreement like, okay, yeah, look, we'll do that, but let's do let's do something on the other side too to kind of balance that because sometimes one is obviously it could be generally that's because it's quite heavy in that area. And sometimes you need just purely to, you know, do something lighter or do something different, you know, just to kind of, Oh, my head is wrecked with that. Like competitive games are amazingly good games, but you can only do so much of it, you know, (laughs) Um, because the arguments, like, honestly, there's games and one and two in particular, but (laughs) we've played one game twice. And it's a it's a ninety to it's a ninety it's a ninety minute game, and in our group of players, which four of us uh, playing, it took six and a half hours <laughs> because the because the arguments were so like you know the negotiations and the arguments was excellent, and you don't know it was that six and a half hours of am being honest, but after six and a half hours, you realise. Why am I so wiped? And you look up at
3: the clock, and it's four in the morning—something <laughs> like that. Well, so, so that, that that makes perfect sense. And I guess that brings me into sort of the the last question I have for you before we get into your list. Um, mm-hmm. so so barriers to good gaming, like uh, like it could be something as simple as, uh, uh, okay, you have a really nice gaming table. Somebody mm-hmm. puts their beer on your table. You know what I mean? Somebody does it like that's a barrier to somebody who doesn't even think twice about how much time has gone into you preparing this evening and setting things up. It's just a, a sign of things, right? Well, I, I'm, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong about it. But like I, I my like. Or here's another one, and this is true, and, and all the all of the fellows that have been a part of this board gaming experience in my group of friends with you and the, and the lads that we're friends with can attest to this. I've played board games with you guys, and we've played for an hour only to find out. That we we were playing by the wrong rules. Right. Because the rules of these games are literally uh, pamphlets of things, books. They're books that you have to read of things. So, 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 you know, fully understanding these rules, and because you have so many games, you play a lot of them just once and then it's hard to go back to them. So, fully understanding these rules takes, takes, is a barrier to really good gaming or as a part of the fun don't get me wrong but what what do you find are barriers for you to like a really good board game experience
4: yeah i think the investment in time to prepare uh like you said with that many games we clearly haven't played a lot of them more specifically for me 69 percent of them uh and the, the the problem is that like when you're doing that we do like we only introduce a new game say like if we're going to go and play a night, we'd only like say maybe one or two games that we've never played before. Max, we may play one of those two games, because uh, and it and it will require somebody one. Like if I take one and Chameleon takes the other, uh, it does require you know reading the book and taking notes, playing through a couple of times, you know, without trying to ruin without trying to ruin the storyline. It actually is quite an investment, and that that, that would, that's, that's generally on the upper end of stuff. Uh, in a lot of cases the mistakes we make in, in certain games aren't critically bad and if you if you maintain if you maintain that mistake throughout the game, it, it it's as if you had it, it would be kind of like you would include it or not. in some cases it often it often isn't. but there's also a time when you get to the t- certain part of the game. And you realize something isn't quite right because it shouldn't be happening. You know, this shouldn't be happening in this easy, or it shouldn't be this difficult, or something isn't quite making some sense here. So you do construct, you, you do go back to the rules quite a lot. You have to, you have to accept that the first time, maybe the second time, you're going to make those mistakes on games. The unfortunate thing is, we're playing new games so often because we have them uh, that we feel like that happens way more often, but there are some games that you would whip out and it'd be bang, 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 and there'd be no two thoughts about it. you know what I mean? Uh, and those games are good. Those, it's actually, but then you kind of, I suppose you get into a, a kind of a, a rut then because you're afraid sometimes to move to another game. If you want to put on some games, you're afraid to suggest a new one because it's just easier to, to, to you know, you have really, really good ones you've played and know well. Right, you know? right,
3: right, right, right. So, right, right. so you
4: kind of, I'll go to that because if I have to do that one, I I won't be able to keep it moving because you got a group of guys who might not necessarily know anything about the game whatsoever. So while I have an overview of it, me learning it and explaining it on the same night or in the same period of time, a very quick period of time, it's a difficult thing to do, uh, and it does. It does, it does make it difficult, you know what I mean? So you do tend to, that's why some games, like honestly, I have a game up there, and it's, it's uh, I a, well, I have a, f- a few games up there that honestly is going to take a concerted effort for me to take them down, get them to a table, and learn <laughs> <them> to play. <laughs> do you know? And they're rated in the top, the top 20 and 30 in the world of games in the history of gaming, you know? So... But the problem is that it do, it is going to take that effort.
3: So, uh, so I, I'm reading something here that says that uh, Europe uh, is expected to expected to hit uh, four billion dollars in board game sales in the year 20 by the year 2023. The, the, the Europe alone. Yeah. So, so if you go by if you go by the the uh, um. The same uh, percentages. If you if you utilize the same data that that you have, that you have not played sixty nine percent of your games, you said that's
4: exceptionally high, Charlie, because <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people do limit the size of the, their collection. Like, so they might say, "Well, I'm going to own fifty games," and they get rid of one when they bring
3: in a new one. That's about, I, that's, I, about, I that's really just that. under, that's, that's, that is literally under $3 billion, US dollars of guys that could be completely taking the piss out of board game players. <laughs> and the board games really suck, and, and yet yeah, you're still buying them. <laughs> they could, yeah. they come out with anything. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it, it, it could very well be. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a And yeah, I mean, the, yeah, certainly since uh, the launch of Kickstarter, uh, in well, not the launch of Kickstarter, but since Kickstarter became this hub for backing new reasonably priced games because, you know, people wanted to launch the product. They don't make a whole lot of money on the Kickstarter itself, but what they do, do they might print 10,000 games to cover the people who helped them get the game produced uh they they but they don't they don't produce maybe ten thousand games, obviously for the money they produce twenty five thousand games and sell the fifteen thousand and that's where they make their money, you know, so they make whatever it may be unfortunately, the demands on uh these new games coming out are becoming harder and harder to meet you know when you've got such many so many good games out there it's always hard to one up it's like it's very difficult right
3: now. So, so that that's my last question to you before we get into your list here. As as a, a board gamer, yeah. is is there? I mean, obviously, there's going to be, you know, obviously there'll be innovation, and obviously there'll be great games that come out. There'll be good ones that come out. I mean, people, uh, 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 you have the likes of uh, uh, Dice Tower and and your, that fellow Tom Vassell. You have the likes of, uh, I think in the UK, there's uh, Shut Up Sit Down. I think is the name of the youtube channel that they do you know they do all the board game reviews and all the stuff right. like that you know and you, you have those guys that are literally that's that's a company like those are yeah. two companies that make uh, and there's a staff on those companies they're all making money you know doing these board game reviews and playing board games and things like that but will it reach a, a, a just a, a critical mass of we've I mean, at this stage, it's like music, you know, everything's been redone and I'm sure that's all redone. And it's, it's all about how it gets repackaged and what combination of things you use in your game and the artwork and stuff, will it reach that kind of critical mass where you're like, we've seen it all. Is it, is it going to be that much harder for, you know, a Kickstarter? It's just going to be about the marketing, isn't it? Not even about the game.
4: Right. Um, yeah, it absolutely. Uh, and to be honest, it's 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 kind of getting there uh, because, but it's like anything else; it goes through a cycle. Because all of a sudden, then there are years like say uh, two thousand eight, two thousand fourteen, and two thousand sixteen were excellent years for games. But generally, what happens in those years, and some some other years before that, obviously as well, uh, generally what happens um, in one of those years is something comes out that is revolutionary. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely never been done before in that way. And it just takes, it takes off, you know, it just goes like the clappers, like, and it just, it's, it's, a, it's, it, it, it's a new thing altogether. It's a fresh thing. Like Gloomhaven. Haven, is the number one rated game in the world right now. And it was only invented in 2007 or it was only first published in 2017.
3: Um, and and uh, uh, Gloomhaven is a uh, what's it an 80 eighty euro game or something? Is it not very exp- quite expensive? It's a hundred and forty dollar game, <laughs> and that's
4: just with the the bare stuff, the bare minimums. Like there's a lot to add on to that as well if you need to.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's uh, I'll tell you that's a barrier to to a board game. That would be a barrier to a board game for me. Right, price you know, can be the, prohibitive. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Well, not only price can be prohibitive, but they fucking again, it's marketing, and it's like, oh, you can get the expansion pack, or you can get, you know, because the board games basically, the, the, some of these board games are, you play them once, or not once, but there's like five different scenarios or six different scenarios. Right. And of course they could all end up differently if you play them again. But, but especially as a board game where you're like, I'm not going to play this game again. So they come out with the expansion pack. You know what I mean? They come out with, Oh, slightly, yeah. you know, now they change it slightly to make it, to make mm-hmm. it viable yeah. again. You know what I mean? Or the I mean,
4: component too, it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But they kind of do that. It's they, it's the, like, they'll throw all the, all of those components and expansion backs will be available with the the rollout of the original game. You know what I mean? Like just right. sell the game, just sell the game. You know, right. that's to me, yeah. that's a barrier to a good board game. That's already, that's marketing, but yeah. all right, let's get more
4: over that. that. More recently than that. Like, like you said there, where they changed the thing that uh, they have Gloomhaven. but more recently in the last year, uh, two years, I think it was, they've had Frosthaven Haven come out, uh, you know, another massive 140 euro game uh, or $40 <laughs> game, uh, which is, And honestly, um, I don't believe there's anybody I've ever met who has finished. There's such, such, like, you could own Gloomhaven and honestly never finish it. It's that large a game, you know? Yeah. So don't buy Gloomhaven with the idea that you're going to get all of the quests ever done. (laughs) And now they've done Frosthaven, which is equally as big.
3: That's insane.
4: Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Depends on what you like, yeah.
3: All right. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. I asked you to come up with a list uh, of of and and I knew this was going to hurt you. I knew <laughs> I knew this was going to be painful, and I I know you, and I know the amount of time that you probably put into uh, to putting this together too, because because you want to you want to get it right. You know what I mean? And and, right. uh, and to knock nail you down to picking a top five is is, is hard. I knew it was going to be hard. That's why I am like I am going to go five. We give you a few minutes on each one to discuss each one rather than 10, because five means you really got to nail it down to, to the right. ones that you love the most. So I asked you to come up with a top five list. I'm sure you have your reasons for each top five, but, you know, start at number five. Give, me, give, me, give it to me. Tell me, explain the game so, that, so the folks out there can, can understand it a bit more and, uh, and why you have it on your list of top five games.
4: Okay. Uh, I'm going to fail straight away because I've got six. Uh, Right. That's good. (laughs) I've never gotten it down that low. I've never gotten it down to that. And it's and as well, top fives come with a with a little bit of uh, you know, the, the I thought of like if I were going to my buddy's house, uh some people who are experienced in games and some people who have no experience because they're generally the best type you know of stuff like that so I, there's some stuff in here that's needy but not overwhelming and and that so the the six and I'll talk about it really quickly because it's not it shouldn't be there it's a 2014 second edition of cash and guns by Repo, Repo's production it is a negotiation games with a bluffing element and essentially that is that you have a bunch of loot in each round I believe it's seven rounds you have a bunch of loot in the middle of the table and each of you have guns and it's a kind of a Russian roulette kind of thing where you have uh, seven rounds you've got like say uh, three bullets and four blanks and you put you put your blank card or your bullet card out in front of you face down so nobody can see it and you basically point your gun at the person across the table uh, uh, on who you want to take out now they, they, and it's a kind of a bluffing game in the respect that you, uh, and you negotiate as well. And then there's a the godfather who can move the, your gun off of him onto somebody else. But realistically, what you have to do is see who is still, a, you have to take as much of the loot as possible and you take a chance that you might, you might have your gun pointed at somebody else. But um, realistically, they, they might decide that you, you have a blank in your gun, so they're gonna not, not going to put their gun down you know, they surrender by putting your gun down. You surrender. So realistically, you uh, you have to get through the round, and you either surrender or stay in the game. If you can take up to three wounds over seven rounds, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. And the psychology of it all is really good. I just had to get
3: that in there. Um, uh, so uh, not quite good enough, but almost good enough to hit the the, the maple's champ top five. One. Yeah, all it's right. definitely
4: a good one, and there's been a lot of fun had with that one. Uh, another one, uh, the next number five was the 2004 Betrayal House at a House on Haunted Hill. Okay. okay. This is a cooperative game um, with a nice uh, twist that happens halfway through the game where you have what's called a trader uh, element. Um, but even the trader at the start of the game doesn't know who they are because the game decides who the trader is once you've reached halfway through the game. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. so
4: you might be working to you work you the the good thing about this is that you are working really hard to get through this house and uh you, you get to get through this house and try and help each other get through this house and fight off certain elements of of the haunt as it's known
2: mm-hmm. um,
4: but it's inevitable that you start uh explore the more you explore and the more stuff you do the uh, the more that the uh, the game uh, starts to get more difficult and eventually you will have what's called the haunt event when you can't beat the roll the, with the dice that the number you beat is so large you can't beat it with the dice you have. Uh, so um, eventually you lose that roll and the, the second phase of the game comes in where you have a trader now identified by the game that's decided by the uh, omen that you turned over and um, the room in which you did it uh, you, or the place in which you did it. So um, when you do all that, then there's, there's this big manual of different um, scenarios. Uh, and when you cross-check one of those uh, haunts or one of those uh, omens with that room or that particular in that particular way, there is a trader booklet, and he leaves the room, reads that up, and he has to, he now has his own goals that are separate from, from the rest of the uh, the group, and the group have their goals, who have to beat this uh, guy. And he may be the, if, if it works so badly, he may be the strongest guy in the room because he has all the weapons or he has something way too much. Because whilst you're helping other people out, you're kind of cognizant of the fact, I kind of need to hold on to some weapons here because I might be shit out of luck in the second half of this game but there's certain aspects that make sense uh, if you share it uh, early on. So that's number five. And, yeah. and where, when, how long has that been out? That's 2004. That's, okay, that's the oldest that's, on this list. It's, uh, a, it's game. a It's game. And it's just it's the replayability of this game, which is huge in some games. Every time we've played it, it's been a different outcome or a different haunt or a different setup because you lay the board the board isn't a board you lay the board down as you as you go along so different tiles are coming out in different orders the house very looks good. a different shape so it's a big thing you know very good all
3: right love it number yep.
4: five number four good cop bad cop <laughs> okay and this this is this is again a lot of a lot of these we get to the top Tree where you have a bit more flesh on the bone. Um, these are good games because they're good entry games and give learn. You learn good, um, uh, good fundamentals in game in the gaming world through these games, and then all of a sudden you realise you're playing a harder game, but the fundamentals are quite the same, and some of the, the, the mechanisms are the same. Gotcha. So, Good Cop is a 2014 game by Pull the Pin Games. Uh, it's a secret agent hidden role game, again with a bit of bluffing. And it's all done with cards. Uh, and it's team based, so you have the good cops, obviously, and the bad cops. And then you have within each team you have the the commissioner who will be the the the, the good guy, and then you have the gangster on the other side who would be the evil boss of the the guy who essentially owns the other bad cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is to, for each team to take out the ba- the the head guy on either side. Gotcha. But it's, It flips and it flips back and forward so quickly in this game. It is so, so good uh, at that. You may, you may be ready to kill the guy. You might identify the guy, but killing him becomes impossible because people are playing great cards. And it's just, again, it's so much different. And uh, that's one that I really love. I invested in the complete, uh, the complete uh, large box box version of that. So I have every expansion, every game, or uh, every, um, Special edition of something that has ever been released for it, like at certain conventions and also the base game as well, I really had to invest in that because that gets the most <laughs> plays you know awesome um, awesome and it 's
3: quite quick awesome number yeah number right. three here we go we 're getting yeah. we 're getting a bit more meaty right
4: a little bit more meaty um a little bit more meaty uh, we have pandemic, and i 'm talking about pandemic in the greater world uh, the reason pandemic is in there it 's a two thousand game. By designer Matt Leacock, produced by Z-Man Games, it's a cooperative game. And um, if if you were to take if you were to take this game, it has so many different versions and expansions. Or you know, and then there's even a the legacy version where you play it one. You play it through generations, uh, generations, or, or sorry, not generations, but. Um, you play it through uh, different fa- waves of a pandemic. I know this is not a great game to be talking about. During the pandemic. During the pandemic. But the great thing about this is, this is a really good meaty game, gateway game for people who want to get into the hobby. Gotcha. And you work together to defeat four viruses, uh, sometimes five, uh, depending on what setup you've got going on. Uh, and I played this game, for two years. And when I say I played this game for two years, I played this game for two years and I played it twice weekly, sometimes three times on those night, each night I lost every game for two years. And I still wanted to come back and play this game. It's not about the win as a, and like, honestly, I in that two years, I'd say on at least a dozen, maybe dozen times i was one roll away from winning the game and then boom it has this way of absolutely wiping you out just before you get it you get there and (laughs) it is hugely enjoyable i have never
3: enjoyed losing more in all my life (laughs) okay all right that's a a good one that's a good one that's a good one to put in there so uh number and how many people is that play uh, yeah that's one thing in these games so far how how many people are playing these games
4: oh uh, you in let's see start at the beginning where we had cash and gun four to eight okay uh three to six players for betrayal okay Uh, good cop bad cop is four to eight players uh two to four players for pandemic now again i believe that that's the case all the way through with all the expansions but there may be some scenarios where that's not the case
3: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're at number two.
4: Yeah. Number two is uh, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And the the reason for this is this is an incredibly good game. You don't have to be, you don't have to be, uh, one, you do need somebody that's on the table that is familiar with board gaming. But if you have one or two, if it's a three to six player game, and honestly, if two of those guys are experienced, like generally is the case with ours. And and to be honest now, in uh, since this is this is uh been going on, we have more experienced guys that are familiar with mechanics that people who are be completely green. Um if you have two of those guys working together to run this game, uh, it you will the other four guys can be complete novices and never have seen it. And again, that's important I think when you go to your mate's house, you know, and and, and you have a bunch of guys or people. Um this is a 2008 game by Fantasy Flight Games. Unfortunately, the only reason this is probably not number one is because it's out of print. And the game I paid 45 quid for, I think in some cases you get up to 300 for it if it's still sealed. Wow. wow. It's, that, it's that in demand, you know. Um, and they let the worst part about it is they let the IP lapse, so they, do, they no longer own the IP as well. So it'll, so no, it'll, it'll
3: basically never be made again.
4: It may be, but it's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money to buy yeah. that IP and start it up again. And yeah. because the game is out there and was so good the first time around, that it may it may be financially unviable. But anyway, we'd move on. It's a cooperative game again, but it's a, with a traitor element. And this can ha- the traitor can know from the very beginning, or they can know they they will know halfway through, and that's done by dealing out uh, uh, roll cards, uh, and you. You have, um, depending on the amount of people in there, you might have four people playing the game. Um, you, shuffle the, you shuffle the cards up and you will have, uh, say, five loyal cards and one traitor, or maybe four loyal cards and two traitors, depending on the numbers in the car, uh, in the game. I, don't, I can't remember exactly the, the exact divide up. But certainly you will have one traitor up to at least four or five players, and then maybe two after that. And the idea is, you're on Battlestar Galactica, and this is set in the new Battlestar Galactica world, if you're familiar with it, in the new Battlestar Galactica world, nobody knows what a Cylon looks like, uh, whereas in the old one, obviously, Cylons were quite noticeable, they were big, clunky, Dalek-looking motherfuckers, with, with red lights going across their face, back and forward across their face, so it's not like they could hide amongst you on the ship. But this is done in a new world where that's not the case, and that's how the, the hidden role comes into it. And the idea is to get Battlestar Galactica towards uh, a certain distance down the road towards uh, Cobol, which is the uh, the home world uh, or the new home world that they're trying to aim for. And that's kind of like heading back to Earth or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, From civilizations that had spread out. uh, uh, You have Capricans and you have uh, Aquarians and all this kind of thing, which is kind of based on the... uh, the, the star or the star signs, I think, is where they were. Okay. Because I think there's twelve civilizations end up spread across the galaxy or whatever. But forgot about the home world because they all left because of a first wave of uh, outbreak for of Cylons. Uh, and and history repeated itself because they didn't learn from history because they completely forgot their past. So, um the idea is. Uh, to get to a certain point. And obviously the Cylons are trying to stop that because the Cylons were slaves to the humans at one stage and now they're coming back with a vengeance and are trying to stop them. And there's a great, this, what's good about this is it's a great game. It's cooperative. It's do- it, you can play it with, uh, with ro- rookies, but also the, it gets you immersed. It's very hard to imagine, but it gets you immersed in a world uh, of an IP. You know of a, of, a, of a world like Battlestar Galactica you go in there and honestly you are you feel, you kind of feel the struggle that you're trying to get we get need to get two more light years down the road but it's it seems impossible right now they're on our ass there's 400 Cylons coming uh, and it really does do that very well so that's why it gets to number two
3: all right so that's your number two and uh, yeah and here we go we are ready <laughs> for the number one Game board game in the Meeples Champ collection. What is it, kid? Tell us.
4: It's Deception Murder in Hong Kong by Grey Fox Games from 2014. Uh, this is a great, uh, hidden role game again. And this is this is this again, I get a lot of pleasure. And again, these are subjective, you know. I mean, people love different games for different reasons. I also love different games. games, I also love different games because of the people I'd be playing with. So mm-hmm. I have I would have a different list if I were to go into a heavy gaming group and we yep, knew we yep, could yep, handle yep. something a little bit more. But this is some; these are games that I have gotten most pleasure out of by playing with people that I want to play with, uh, not necessarily that way. Uh, it is a hidden role game, teams with a GM. And the GM lays out, uh, basically, you're trying to solve a crime. It's like a really... Really complicated Cluedo with uh, with roles that operate differently. It's it's very difficult to describe, I suppose, um, in a way that people would grasp. Because these these, I highly recommend it. And this is a very cheap game. I think you can pick this up for $30, 35 dollars, or you know, or less, depending if you want a second hand. I think I got this twenty euros second hand uh, because it was so good. Um, but like that so invested in the game i played this game um i i my when my brother was 30 uh, a few years back i took this game to the I, they asked me to bring games because they were doing the party in the house and uh, i brought these games they said can you bring up some games and we'll do a, a games night and that like the worst that, that was it i brought up two bags of games and of course that's that's it like i was delighted i'll do that no problem but this one was exceptionally good because I was the only one in the room that had ever played really a game of any description at all. And I had to get people to sit down and volunteer to play. <laughs> That's how bad things were because they were more interested in drinking, taking the piss over each other. And to be honest, people wanted to stand up and make fun of the people who were playing the board games. This game this game, feels up to uh, 12 players, which is why I brought it because it was going to be that. Four or five people sat down to begin with. We got, I think, the first game. Eventually, once we got one more, I think we got six people starting off. By the second round of this game, I had a full table of 12 players. It was so good. They were watching over, they did, they couldn't fathom how it was going. To be fair, some of them obviously want to stand back and see, well, well hold on. <laughs> What is this? How is it going to go? They wanted to see what it was. They didn't want to make a fool of themselves straight away, you know. They wanted to, uh, but they they were watching it. And so you have a murderer and his accomplice. Uh, you have the you have different roles in there, and you're trying to. You have detectives and you have witnesses and all this kind of different roles depending on how he's playing the game, and it 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 plays well best with six to eight because the more diluted these people are within the group. The harder it is to pick people out, and you're tr- they may, they they may have certain roles where they have to do certain things, or they may act a certain way, which makes them look suspicious, but they are actually perfectly innocent and have no role whatsoever. You know, like one guy, the the uh, if the uh, I believe uh, the accomplice helps the the murderer get away uh, from this, uh, he actually they win, you know. So, like, I mean, he's there trying to make himself look a little bit more guilty, you know, whereas the murderer is making him trying to, I, I'm i not even here, man, you know, don't talk to me. Uh, and then you have the investigators who are trying to riddle people with questions. And some people, take although they're the, the, the criminal or the, the murderer, they're trying to act like investigators. So they ask more questions. They go, you're looking very suspicious. Uh, and you have the GM it was given hints but the GM is not allowed to talk he can only use the cards he's dealt in order to best to best direct the investigators the way they should be going so it is a highly enjoyable game and I, it really has it really has uh, brought out uh, the, the best in people I say it went from six to 12 within one game and the word was a queue because there was more than 12 people so i didn't i didn't <laughs> I, I i hadn't i didn't think that they would uh, i would hope they were going to get involved and the people be enjoying it but they they really did enjoy it uh, i think it was
3: uh a lot there uh, well, to it. well there you have it man the top five list. do me a favor if you if you can there meeps uh yeah. you want to just put it put it into that uh in onto the hit the lot of facebook page when the uh uh the when the the show should be downloaded to facebook and then you know by by this evening so tomorrow if you think about it maybe put those yeah. uh put that list in there for for guys to guys and gals to uh to take yeah. a look at and see what they are but i i appreciate you coming in with your uh your top five man i'm sure that took yes. took, took took some time and, and i appreciate you putting that together for me
4: it did um i do have like suggestions just a couple of quick suggestions i've not run dry but uh if, if I were to have a game that was a bit more serious, the games I would choose are something like Sky, Blood Rage, Battlestar Galactic and Remains, Pandemic Legacy, which is a variant of the Pandemic, New Angeles, and Mage Knight. And some of that is because of, uh, of um, you know, the experiences that we've had on those. And I fully expect a lot of these games to be replaced as I play other games and, you know, new games come out. So... And then there are some, just like a real quick uh, mention for some games that get honourable mentions like Dead of Winter, The Thing, Infection at Outpost 31, obviously I've said Crokinole, Carcassonne, Settlers of Catan, which are much, much older, Hero Quest, which is a game that I maintained from my first ever collection of board gaming. I only ever, I collected, kept a very small amount of them and something like Western Legends and Sheriff of
3: Nottingham, which has gotten a lot of runs out on the table. With people I <laughs> I've it. played that one with you. I played that yeah. one with you myself. It was a good yeah. one. We had a lot of fun. You're, you're quite yeah. good at sending chickens across the table. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, apples. Apples, apples, uh, apples.
4: Uh, uh, I don't oh, know, that's I, what I, it is.
3: Apples. Yeah. That's what it is. It's apples. That's and people
4: accused me of of, uh, of doing, uh, metagaming where I, I literally uh, had worked out the only way to or the best way to win this game and there was there was no truth in that I just I, I some games just click and sometimes you realize you know
3: well look man thank you so much for uh, for for coming into the studio with me tonight man and, and I totally appreciate you coming out and doing it we have to get uh, you know one of the you know, hopefully the, the, one of the biggest we we've, we've spoken about this before, but one of the, the lights at the end of the tunnel here, as we start to get these vaccinations, we can actually get together again and you can start playing some of these board games. So, uh, you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully that's, that's, that's something that we can all, we can all look forward to soon. I know that we're all probably chomping at the bit to, to get back at it, but uh, I appreciate you you coming on and, and chatting about your little obsession there and, uh, you know, putting it out, all, putting it all out on the table, man. You did it tonight. Did it? I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Listen, you're gonna do. Let's let's give you a plug, man. Uh, uh, the Meeples Champ on Twitch, Facebook, yep. uh, Instagram, all TikTok, all, all that, all that <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? It's you're the yep. Meeples Champ, and uh, you're you're gonna start to do. Uh, a little bit more uh, a little bit more streaming, I hear uh, from your own mouth doing some doing some fun games and stuff you want to get done. so uh, you sure. know, anybody who's listening to this uh, uh, live or when you when when you download it, be sure to be sure to give uh, the meeples champ some love out there. Uh, meep Sam, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really super appreciate it. You are an awesome guest, and uh, I, I'm sure that uh, that the chameleon is gonna want to. Uh, uh, have another board game show uh, <laughs> where the two of you are on and we could go. It'll be, it'll be much, I'm sure there'll be a little bit more uh, animosity towards your picks.
4: <laughs> well, there is, but uh, what's good about, I suppose, our little relationship is that uh, we work together and we don't like, we don't very, we don't duplicate games very often. So that means that we have more than some. So, uh, but we, we, we play a lot of games together and uh, it's enjoyable Um it's enjoyable to to play with comedian uh, despite some of the rage, but that that's all part of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, again, thanks for coming on, folks. I hope you enjoyed uh, for me. H- hanging out in the studio this evening, and uh, and I hope when uh, if you download it, and we're getting you know shit it's it's actually kind of crazy man it's definitely 60 50 60 somewhere at 100 downloads just close to 100 downloads so like people i don't know are listening to the show so uh you know whoever you are fuck oh, man thanks thanks a million and i hope you like board games because that's what we did tonight uh uh i am romo this is hit the lotto we Audi. thanks so much
1: I can't bet your hope will win. Why? Wow. $3,000.